0: to this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. The title of my teaching in this episode is No Fear of Death. In recent episodes, we've looked at the future glory for Christians after Jesus Christ comes back, and we're going to build on that in this episode as we look at No fear of death. The first scripture I want to read is Hebrews chapter 2, verses 9 through 15. In verse 9 it says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death, for every man, for it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And in verse 14, the phrase, he might destroy, in the Greek text, it's the Greek word katergeo, which means to make Inactive or idle. See, Jesus Christ through his death made the devils hold on death inactive. And it talks about in the next verse that he is delivered or he's released those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, As Christians, we no longer need to be in bondage through fear of death. And here's why. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them, Which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. See, it talks about those who have died as sleeping in Jesus. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, meaning not go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. See, if we die before Jesus Christ comes back, then we'll be asleep in our next conscious moment will be when Jesus Christ descends from heaven and there'll be a summoning shout and a trumpet and the voice of an archangel. And then we'll wake up, rise from our graves and then we'll be snatched up together with the Christians who are alive at that time into the clouds to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air and then we'll always be with him. And so that's why we can be unafraid of death and we can no longer be held in bondage by fear of death. 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 here's the apostle paul writing to Timothy by revelation he said be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our lord nor of me his prisoner but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who have saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. It says our Savior, Jesus Christ, has abolished death. And in the Greek text, the word translated abolished in verse 10 is also the Greek word katargeo, meaning Jesus Christ has made death inactive see because those of us who have believed on Jesus Christ and are born again of God's spirit although we might die and be buried we'll just be sleeping we're not going to be gone forever because one day Jesus Christ is going to descend from heaven and there's going to be a shout and a trumpet and we're going to rise and uh, be snatched up into the clouds and then always be with him. So we're not we're not dead and and gone forever. See, so that's how Jesus Christ has made death inactive or idle. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, even if Christians die, we're not perished. We're not gone forever. We're just asleep. And then we're going to arise from our graves one day and then, and then continue living forever. John 11, verse 26. Jesus Christ was talking to Lazarus' sister and he said, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? You know, in the sense that people who have believed on Jesus Christ, they might fall asleep, they might die, but they're not going to be gone forever. They're not going to perish. In John chapter 6, verses 50 and 51, Jesus Christ said, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. See, so Jesus Christ has made it available to not die, but to live forever. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 We read earlier that Jesus Christ has brought life and immortality to- immortality to light through the gospel and 1 Corinthians 15 gives more detail on that in verse 51 behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Philippians 3 talks about how Jesus Christ is going to change our bodies, that they'll be fashioned like unto his glorious body. And see so the uh, ones who are corruptible at that time who are dead they're going to be changed into uh, incorruptible and the mortal who are still alive at that time they're going to be changed into immortal. Verse 54 So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, God has given us the victory rather than the grave having the victory. And there's a couple Old Testament scriptures that are very relevant to this section here in First Corinthians 15. And I want to read them because they're really great. The first one's Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, which says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. See, God's going to destroy death in the state of death. And he says, repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. He's not going to change his mind about that. Near the end of the book of Revelation, it talks about how death and the state of death are going to be cast into the lake of fire. They're going to be destroyed and are going to be gone forever. And then in Revelation chapter 21, it talks about how there's going to be no more death for the former things have passed away. And the other scripture is Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people A feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees, well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering, cast over all people, and the veil, that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death, in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears. From off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord, we have waited for him, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. See, God will swallow up death in victory. Romans chapter 8 Verse 35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, not even death can separate us from the love of God. See, so as Christians, knowing this stuff from God's word, we cannot walk out in this world without fear, not even fear of death. Second Corinthians chapter 5 Verse 1 For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And in that particular section in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, it uh, uses an analogy of uh, our present physical body being like an earthly house of a tabernacle or a tent contrasted with our new body that we're going to get when Christ comes back, being a uh, a house in the heavens, a heavenly body, see so if this body that we're living in now is dissolved, if, if we die, we have a, a body that's going to last eternally in the heavens. So that's a great comfort. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. Here's the Apostle Paul writing by Revelation. And he said, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. See, the Apostle Paul so knew and understood the truth of God's word about our future glory that he could say to die is gain because he knew that if he died then he wouldn't suffer through any more hardships he would just be resting and then his next conscious moment would be to to rise from death and to be snatched up into the air to be with Jesus Christ and then he'll be with him forever see so we don't need to be afraid of death Paul was far from being afraid of death now also later in Philippians 1 the apostle Paul talked about to abide in the flesh to for him to remain alive was more needful for those philippian believers that he was writing to so uh we want to try to stay alive because there's a lot of great stuff that we can do for god while we're still alive you know that we uh won't be able to do once we're we're asleep in christ once we're uh asleep and waiting for christ to come back but see we don't need to be afraid of death 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 it says being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever see when we believed on Jesus Christ we were born again of God's spirit and it says it's incorruptible seed meaning that it can't be destroyed see since we believed on Jesus Christ we're born again of incorruptible seed and we're not going to perish we have everlasting life And just knowing this stuff and not having to be held in bondage by fear of death you know, enables us to walk out in this world with great confidence and boldness and enables us to boldly tell others the gospel of Jesus Christ without being afraid of what they might do to us. So I trust that after looking at these scriptures, you see that we can be like Hebrews 2 talks about. We can no longer be held in bondage by fear of death.